Well, Thomas, we've actually acted on something we said we're going to do. We're actually recording this at an early time. Yes, we're wide awake. We've got cups of tea and Welsh cakes. Everything, everything a podcaster needs to start the day correctly is, is on this table. <laughs> Indeed, it's, it's a good uh, start, isn't it? Starting awake. It's a buffet of podcasting delights. Which we're hopefully is what we'll be delivering up for you uh, this, e- this evening. I, I, I'm stuck in it. I'm saying this evening. Even this evening. It's, it's not. It's, it's an afternoon. Tom and Matt. So, Matthew, good week. You've been back in the UK this week. I have. I have been back in that place I often call Uke on the podcast, um, doing some general faffing and running around and buying things from shops. So this is what you did back in the UK? I did, so what much did so that I'm kind of broke. you did? Well, I, I saw a lot of people. Um, yeah, I went back, went it was an friends. engagement. I saw my, my family, I saw my new nephew and... At the bits and bobs, saw a lot of friends, but then in between that, while I was waiting around for people, I bought a few games. Yeah. Which is good. Games I wouldn't, you know, that I I wanted, but wouldn't necessarily maybe have bought otherwise. You're teasing us now. We want to know what expensive. games you've bought. I oh, think you should just get well then, should we just get it yeah. underway? Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, I bought uh, Legend of the Hero, Trails of the Sky for the PSP. Legend of Heroes? Yeah, Legends Trails of Heroes. Of it's a... Uh, Series um, by uh, Falcom. It's a long-running series. Um, it started Falcom. 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 Falcom Punch. Like fa- bit yeah. Like Fal- Falcon. Yeah. What are they? What are they famous for? Um, they know. did ease. Uh, they also did uh, the Legend of Heroes thing, which, like I said, is a well-known RPG series. Yeah. I'm not sure if many of them released in the West though. I know yeah. the first is on the Mass System. Tales of the Sky. I s- trials. Trails. Even trails. Trails. Ah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I've seen this uh, in shops and such. I've seen it on PSN, um, but yeah, yeah, the, the box copy presented itself, and I thought, mm. well, it's supposed to be a very good game, so I bought it. Mm. 15 British pounds, Thomas. A bit yeah. more on the PSN, it's but I get... A, it's not a British deal of the week. It isn't. Not by any standard. To be okay. honest, like a lot of the games I bought were on par, if not... Well, actually, no. I think that was the most expensive one. I think I checked the rest before I bought them to see what their online prices were. And I seem to have done all right. Okay. Like, there were a few games there that were on price with... Yeah, I should I should explain. I bought this one in um, a CEX in Cardiff. But CEX. Then now, what does CEX stand for? Computer Game Exchange. I e. know. Yeah, I know. It's, an e. it's just exchange. It's just computer exchange. Oh. Yeah. There's no game in it. No, mm. I know. Because they sell DVDs, don't they? They do. Well. They sell bits and, and bobs. Music CDs. Yeah, I think, still, I think they still do CDs. I don't... Some yeah, do, I, I think. Yeah, the one Not in Swansea definitely do. does. Mm. But I went in there and, like I said, I bought Legend of Heroes in the Cardiff one because it always tends to have rare things. Like last time I was there, it had Luminous Arc 2 for the DS, which I'd never seen before in the wild. Mm. I didn't pick it up just because I was like, ah, oh, it's a strategy RPG. I won't, probably won't play it. <laughs> then you ended up buying two strategy, strategy RPGs. RPGs. Uh, yeah. But we'll come to them. But that's because of the RPG series in question's reputation, um, which is uh, Disgaea 1 and 2. Mm. Um, I saw them on the PS2 in the Swansea store, and I thought, yeah, why not? Picked them up, played it. Well, played the first one yesterday, kind of bored me. Yeah. Not going to lie. I think this is the, the slippery slope I'm running into now where I have most of the games I want, and now I'm just being a completist. Mm-hmm. And then picking up things, maybe not so good, bringing me to the next item on my bought list um which is um oh my god <laughs> this i can't word. remember what it's called now. ephemeral fantasia ephemeral 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 e-p-h-e-m-e-r-a-l ephemeral mm. i don't know what that means but it's what it's called answers on the back of a, a postcard yeah oh damn it i didn't bring hills on two back for you that was the game i promised you it's like right, and i Matthew. said last week it's all right I saw Don't you worry about it. I saw it for £3 in CEX, yeah. and I was like, oh, I've got to remember to bring that back for Tom. And I didn't. There was something else as well you didn't want. Um, everybody's Golf on the PSP, oh, yeah. but I couldn't find that. Oh. So I didn't bring that one back. 
when I was hunting for Shenmue 2, my copy on the Xbox, I, I saw I was looking for that as well. And mm. I found everything else. I found my copy of Dynasty Warriors and ISS Pro Soccer. It's probably under a, a, a bed somewhere. It is probably keeping <laughs> a table propped up somewhere in my house. I don't know. It's about the right size, aren't they? Exactly. You know, more on the subject of PSP games, just briefly want to say this about um, how they're in the box, how they're attached in the box. That, yeah. That you can actually damage it when you pull it out. Really? Because they're really quite firmly stuck in the box. And if you pull it out a certain way, then, then, then the, uh, the disc kind of splits in two. Really? Yeah. Have you done that? Yeah. It, it's silly stupid. I, I, I feel like I shouldn't keep them in the boxes anymore because every time I get them out, I'm running the risk of ripping it Have apart. you ever done that? Like when you were working in games retail, did you ever break a game in half by accident? Funnily enough, no. No. But, but have you done it with your personal yeah, it, uh, games? Yeah, I remember trying to glue my copy of Loco Roco back together. Oh, that sucks. Sometimes they work fine, yeah. even if they have split. But, you know, it's... Anyway. Yeah, we uh, recorded in a studio once, and I went back in my younger days when I was in a band, and they had, uh, like, promo copies of all these games. Mm. And they came in, like, nice little slipcases that were just the right size for the UMD. Oh. I love some of them. Yeah, but they were they were like little plastic pockets. You know, like when you get a promo CD or like a CD yeah. comes with a magazine and oh, it's yeah. in like a little plastic wallet. Yeah. It was like that, but it was a little bit thicker and it had yeah. room for like a little wraparound manual thing. It was actually pretty cool. That's quite nice. Also, I remember that you could get cases for UMDs. You, you could. Know, little fold yeah, out. little fold-out cases. Yeah, oh, very nice. I remember little wallets as well. Yeah. yeah, I bet. Especially with the, the decline in UMD sales and stuff. <laughs> the most ridiculous video game <laughs> formats. Universal, <laughs> mind, Tom. Universal media. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I, yeah, uh, sorry. But, uh, really uh, off topic there. Back to Falcom, because I kind of digressed into my next one. Um, yeah, they're pretty much known for uh, Ease and uh, The Legend of Heroes. They also did a series called Dragon Slayer, which I believe Legends of Heroes transpired into. And uh, Brandish as well. Brandish. Brandish, yeah. It's a um, Super Nintendo action RPG. Tears of the Sky. We've heard it's very good. Uh, they've actually announced they're going to be releasing the You've sequel. You've all the way back now. I have. I know. I digressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Tears of the Sky. Very good. I haven't played it yet. We'll let you know next week. And then Disgaea. Or Disgaea. Uh, he was okay. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not one. You found one. the gameplay a bit dull. It wasn't that I found the gameplay a bit dull. It was just kind of... The forced tutorial at the start. Oh, yeah, but they're always... Oh, but, like, it was just so tedious. It was just kind of like, hey, this is how you attack. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> that Stanley principle of everyone's game is their first game does kind of get annoying when you're really into games. Mm. Stanley? There's a Stanley principle, I call it. Um, Stanley believed that in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, when he was writing Marvel comics as well as running the company that you should treat every comic book like it's somebody's first comic book. And that's oh. when you read these old Spider-Mans and stuff, they're just explaining who Peter Parker is, and you're like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm reading Spider-Man, I know who Peter Parker is, but this Stanley had this principle that everyone should be able to pick up a comic book and then read it and then get to know the characters kind of thing. That's great, because it's certainly not like that now, is it? No, oh, no, definitely <laughs> not. I mean, you've got to buy like 12 different comics to read one character story arc. That's another discussion for another time. But no, it, it seemed okay. I've heard very good things about the series, and I hear two is slightly better than one. They improve a lot as it goes on. Mm, maybe there's no tutorial. Maybe you don't need to be introduced. Maybe you can skip it. Maybe there's a way to the skip it. Uh, original. Or yeah. maybe there's just a way to skip it anyway. But like I, yeah, I'm. I kind of was realizing yesterday when I sat down, and I kind of realized it a bit today as well. Like that I. To play an RPG, it's such a time investment. Oh, I know. When you started playing that other one before the show. Yeah, but that that's a short game. I know that's not very long. Really? Sorry if you can hear the gurgling in the back of our dishwasher. I don't know if they can. Because there's been real noises. That's true. When we do this podcast sometimes. It's so. not as bad as on um, the Super Rad, though, um, when people seem to get killed outside of Tooth's apartment on a regular basement. Basement? Basis. <laughs> God damn it, I can't speak today. So You're much for to doing it awake. early. I know. Anyway. I'm talking about this guy just bored me so much. It anymore, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It seems okay. Yeah. I'll play a bit more. But like I said, RPG is such a time investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if they don't grab me from the off these days, I'm just kind of like, oh, who cares? 
Oh which isn't a good thing. But like most most JRPGs have Will played next, recently. Um, next one, grab okay. you, do you think? No, I don't think. What's it called? Elephant Fantasy. Ele- Elephant Fantasies <laughs> won't, I don't think. I just... Uh, two of the games, this one and the one I'm going to mention after it, which we played a bit of just now. I uh, Just like, they've got terrible ratings on IGN, but I bought it because it was £3 and I checked Amazon because you can generally estimate a price of what an ebay price would be in a regular price to pay for a game usually looking at amazon mm. and saying okay well it's tenner on amazon maybe you'd be able to get it for about eight pound on ebay and then kind of round down or round up depending on what it is mm. but i bought it just because it looked cheap is it uh it looked it? cheap, it did look cheap. <laughs> I, would, it looked, I think that looked nice and cheap it looked amusing <laughs> like the cover art's like done in a very anime style but it's almost like Someone in the states has drawn the cover to look like anime. You know what so, I mean? It's so uh, who's this feel... by? Who's this developed by? I'm not sure it's developed by. It's published by Konami. Um, I'll check now. But it was someone of note, and that's why I picked it up. Oh God! Trying to type this into Google. Ephemeral. Ephemeral. Fantasia. Let's have a look. Let's have a butcher's. The American oh, cover is a lot nicer. The American one actually looks. That, that's unusual. Anime ish. Oh, what the... Well, it looks better than the British cover anyway. It's just someone playing a, a, a kind of it weird looks like air a, loot. a rhythm game. Yeah. <laughs> loot hero. Loot hero. <laughs> well, you know, there's plenty of looting in those dungeons, so it would make sense. Mm. Uh, right then, development. When did you open a game called Lucky Loot? Oh, it was actually originally meant to be released on the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. one of them games. Was cut and moved to the PS2. Um, apparently, the Dreamcast version was to feature cameos from Sega characters, including Sonic the Hedgehog, <gasps> Ulala, and um, Ryo. And oddly enough, notable Sega developer Yu Suzuki and Yuji Namaka. Yuji Namaka, yeah. Sonic guy. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but it doesn't give a reason why it was ported over. No, it is Konami. It's developed and published by Konami. Just like Holy Magic Century. Yeah, so <laughs> probably <laughs> says the quality of that game right yeah. there. Yeah, I haven't played it. I'll I'll give it a, a wee bash, but I, I can't imagine me investing any serious time into it, to be yeah. honest. It was just one of those ones of yeah. like, ah, I'm going for a complete I mean, collection. So I'm kind of like with fighting games, but I, I try and resist buying crap fighting games. There's plenty of them as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, I picked that up. Um, like I said, it got given a four on IGN, and I was kind of I've seen that now after looking well, it up now just you now. Well, experience it. Don't well, you? this is the thing, oh, yeah. but like it doesn't look too bad. It looks like a new. I'm pretty sure if I remember right, it's an early PS2 game. But like Dark Clouds, an early PS2 game, it's a very good RPG. Mm, often, not so much. But no, yeah. often's more of an action third person game anyway. But. What's this last game then? Um, it's a Wii game, but it's also available on the PS2 uh, called uh, Legends of Sayuki. Yes. Yeah. Um, me and Tom just played it after I read the stellar IGN review, which gave it a three. And I was like, oh, crap. What have I picked up here? I picked but- it up purely because it had an anime cover. It said that it was a, a shoot 'em up and it looked pretty obscure. I hadn't seen it before and I brought it back and Tom hadn't played it either. This is the first non-RPG. It is the only non-RPG your, on this list. list. Yeah, but it has a similar anime styling. Oh, well, I guess so. It kind of reminds me a bit of the styling of Alundra, which is why mm. I kind of I think I picked it up because I thought, oh well, it's a shooting game. I like shooting games. This, also, like this is a Wii game that neither of us had seen in the wild. No, before, uh, or even. I'd never about. seen it. Yeah, I'd never heard about it either. Yeah. And I mean, you used to work in games retail. I'd, ne- I'd never seen it. And often I'll bring home a game going, oh, I haven't actually seen this. And Tom's like, ah, I oh, have. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, that, that brings me to, uh, I bought another game that's not on this list, but I'll talk about that in a but second. Is that an RPG? It is, yeah. <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> yeah, uh, but mm-hmm. it looked pretty good. Like, I, I looked at the back of the box and it kind of harkened back to the nostalgia of a Super Nintendo game. So I was just kind of like, yeah, pick it up. Turns out it was actually meant to be developed as a sequel to um, the PS... Um, not PS1. It was re-released on the PS1, but it was originally on the Super Famicom, uh, Pocky and Rocky. Um, Pocky and Rocky. Yeah, it's a game where you're a woman and a raccoon, if I remember correctly. Okay. And um, it's like that game we just played just now. Yeah, it is, but better. 
I'll be honest. Really better. Pocky now, Rocky's, I really like this. This uh, Pocky Rocky's really good. This game. Uh, what was it called? Legend of Sakuya, was it? Uh, Sayuki. Sayuki, sorry. Yeah. Uh, That's Pocky and Rocky. I'll show you the cover. You want to buy it because of that. Pocky and Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if this game is like that one, <laughs> I will go for it. It is, uh, but it's just a... It feels very arcadey. It feels very nice. It's, and it's, just, it's like a top-down action game where you roam around the landscape and shoot at waves of enemies. You do. Uh, it's just kind of... Kind of feels a lot like the top down levels in Contra Three when you kind of you just kind of shooting in an arcade style. Yeah. It's got a very like shoot 'em up feel to it. It's good. But the enemies are ni- a nice variety as well. It's yeah, the really sprites and stuff look and really cool. <laughs> we were laughing about how you get a mummy in the in the snow. No, yeah, snow mummies and then <laughs> sirens and then witches and then they've pretty much Everything, put in a load of fun kind of m- things. Uh, mystical creature that you can think of. It is a hodgepodge of like Japanese culture. Everything's yeah, very cutesy the, 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 and the, the, very the cool. Next level after that has got uh, these uh, demons on wheels, which are quite good. Yeah. Fl- flaming demons. I guess it's comparable to zombies as well. There, there were um, also jelly cubes. There were. Evil jelly cubes. But it was a very cool game and like everyone seems to slate it online because it's quite hard and... Oh, it is hard but so playable. Yeah, this is the thing. It I seemed very actually relaxing. the difficulty level of it was good. I thought it was challenging. Yeah. I didn't think it was too harsh. I thought it's fair enough if you lose all your lives to go back to start the level. Yeah. You had enough lives anyway. You can get health upgrade, so it's, that, that was helping me out. I felt there were enough aids to get me through the level that that me failing was only down to my own ability. Yeah, exactly, and I think this is it. But there's no save feature, which seems a bit No, and it looks a bit quite archaic. a long game. It does. I think it's like eight levels I read. Yeah, and, and if it does get steadily tougher, like you say, you were telling me the end level was meant to be... Extremely tough, difficult. yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I thought, so far at least, there's been enough variety for it not to be monotonous. Yeah, and to be honest with you, like... In its look and feel of the box art and stuff, it looks like a budget title. Oh and gosh, yeah. It's uh, there's only one available on Amazon at the moment, and that was like twenty eight quid or something like that. And I think the PS two versions a similar price, so it seems pretty obscure. But if you do manage to see it in the boot sale, it's got pretty anime ladies on the cover, and it seemed like a good game. I recommend picking it up. Yeah, I, I'm reading about Pocky and Rocky here. And there's a sequel, and there's one on the uh, Game Boy Advance as well. Oh really? It's called Pocky and Rocky with Becky. Pocky and Rocky <laughs> with Becky. <laughs> Steady on. Pocky and Rocky with Becky. I don't know if that's Becky there. Oh, yeah. The, the, the little ghost thing. Maybe. I don't know where Rocky is. Yeah, that's definitely Pocky, though. I guess Rocky's a raccoon. Rocky raccoon. He is a little raccoon. Yeah, uh, but that I really recommend picking up, um, Legends of Suzuki, if you can see it. And then my final one, I won't talk about it, it's much, is just uh, Lunar Genesis for the DS. Um, published by Rising Star, it's meant to be the first Lunar game. It's a prequel to uh, Lunar Silver Star Story and Lunar 2 Eternal Blue, which were originally on the Mega CD. But it's set as a prequel, it's supposed to be very good. Mm. Picked it up just because it was there and it was cheap. Mm. Good times. What have you bought, Tom? I have bought a few things. I bought We Play Motion. Do you remember this? It it came bundled with the Motion Plus controller, the one where it was actually built in and not an an add-on. Okay. You don't remember this? No, I don't. We Play Motion. It was a series of games which were designed by uh, different Japanese designers, not purely Nintendo designers. I think there were lots of other big Japanese studios who, who helped out to create this game. I don't um, know about it, no. I, to be honest, I think like my my interest had waned in the Wii U by the time the Motion Plus has come out. Like I only the bought Wii. Oh, the Wii. Wii. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But I I didn't buy a motion Wii Motion Plus until I had to for Skyward Sword. Hmm. Wasn't it amazing when they built it into the remote? It was. I've never used one of these with the built in Neither have I. Plus. I don't know if they're heavier or what. It looks huge. Imagine it's the same size, no, though, it's, right? No, it's the same size as the regular Wii remote. Oh, right, okay. The one with Motion Plus built yeah. in. Yeah. Must be heavier. It's got to be. Yeah. But then again, the original are pretty light, so yeah. maybe We've, there's not much of a difference. Mm. We, we Play Motion came with this uh, remote bundle with a red one as well. Oh, no yeah. I do one. remember it, actually. Yeah. yeah. I now remember seeing it anyways. 
So I got that for about a fiver off eBay. Okay. Just a game. Um, and I noticed someone else is selling the red motion plus controller separately as well there. Yeah. For under a tenner. Um, not that I need it, but I could thought, oh, I, forget. I could get all of it quite cheap. Whereas I'd seen uh, buying it new in box was like still 30 quid. Yeah. You know, so I could you paid potentially price, get it half, half yeah. price if I wanted the remote as well. Um, I actually was thinking about the remote because I was thinking, oh, aren't those wee uh, minis cool? Don't they look cool? I wonder how cheap I can get one. Yeah. Yeah. I know that the stripped back in regards to features. It does look very cool. It looks nice. I'd imagine it's going to be one of those obscure versions of it in the future as well. It might be worth an investment. I went on eBay and I found someone selling one. It was just under £50 with uh, £10 postage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's tempting. And in the end, I just decided, well, I don't really need one. You don't need one. I mean, Uh, you know, you're going to get a Wii U with... uh, Wind Waker probably. and stuff, probably. probably. So you'll have ways of playing Wii games. That's that's it. Um, it's one of those things that if you see in a few years' time in a car boot sale, you'll snap up. At, at the moment, they're £70 brand new. Yeah, which is good. I think they're 70 Yeah, I think they're, yeah, certain they're, they're 70 around 70 pounds, yeah. Which is fair enough. I mean, if you want to get a console for your kid, you don't want to break the bank. Then but you can buy a pre-owned Wii for around that price now, surely. You can buy a pre-owned Wii for, for about, about 20 quid, yeah. 25 quid. So yeah, buy a pre-owned one. But if, if you wanted to buy a new one, and on Amazon at least, uh, the, the old Wii console is still ridiculously priced. It's like 150 quid or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So go for the, the Wii Mini. For A kid won't care about internet. On their Wii. Exactly. So I mean, they already took out, like, the GameCube functionality and yeah, stuff from previous about Wii's that. anyway. So. We know what a GameCube is. That's true. youth. Oh, <laughs> with their boom boxes and their iPhone apps. So, yeah, cut a long story short, I got Wii Play Motion. I've Great. I've been interested in playing it. Uh, I got a couple of PS1 games. Okay. Uh, not, not box. These were digital versions downloaded on the PlayStation Network. Uh, Hercules mm-hmm. and 40 Winks. I'll start with Hercules, which is a game I've been wanting to play for a long time. Heard a lot of good things about it. The Disney one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that game. Yeah, it's I'm very a f- good. Fan of platform games, and this one really still—it's like wow! It's a game that makes you go wow because of how how nice it is visually. It's a great game. How it uses perspective so well. Uh, you move in and out. It's a two D um, platform essentially, but you can move in and out of the background yeah, at yeah. certain times, and things come at you like they're closer to you. Yeah. It plays really well. It's got a great uh, visual aesthetic to it. Looks like the film. It does, uh, definitely. Presentation. Eurocom, I've found, have made a lot of good games. Yeah. Uh, including 40 Winks, which is a 3D platform. I always wanted to play 40 Winks, and I never did. Yeah, I think it's one of them got overlooked. I remember it was originally developed for the N64, I think, and that got canned and it moved to the PS1. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nicely presented game. It involves the story of these the two kids. You can play as the boy or the girl. I forget their names. Yeah. But their mother is telling them a story about about dreams and how the bad dream... Winks, I think there's a thing called Winks, and they give you good dreams, and they think with Hoodwinks, and they give you bad, bad dreams. dreams. So what if the Hoodwinks were to take over your dreams? Okay. You'd have to try and stop them. Yeah. You know. So... Uh, and then in the uh, in the dream world, this evil guy looks a bit like um, Scrooge from yeah. uh, Christmas Carol, and he's like saying, "We've got to get rid of all these winks. I don't want any nice dreams going on. So capture all the winks." Yeah. So it's up to the kids in their dreams to stop the evil guy capturing getting all the winks. winks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds pretty cool. It's it's very nicely presented. Is it I like a a three D platform or is it two D? It's it's 3D. It's it's like um, you've got a main hub like Mario 64 or Banjo Kazooie, yeah. uh, which is the house, and then you can go go in different the, go into the attic, to yeah. go into the, the the dream world. Um, yeah, I haven't played enough of it yet to give a proper judgment because I only okay. went past the training. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Playing it on the bus the other day. I also got Loco Roco Midnight Carnival, which okay. was an, a downloadable only Loco Roco game which I hadn't played. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that I'd be able to play it on my Vita. But for those thinking you can play it, it on your Vita, you can't. Really? Unlike, I think every other PSP game, you can play it on your Vita. That's very you odd. It. Why can't you play it on your Vita? I don't know. It doesn't work on the Vita. That's odd. 
And he doesn't say it doesn't work on the Vita either. Ah, it probably does. Probably just says PSP. Yeah, but like I thought, you just well, I thought all PSP on games on the PSN were supposed to work on the Vita. I thought no, that was the whole drawer of downloadable games. Oh, that's a shame. Mm. What it does work on there is the. Uh, Has the Vita got a gyroscope in it? Has it got? Like, oh yeah, functionality. It's a ball. Yeah. 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 Well, that's odd. Then I don't know why. Maybe there's some emulation issue or something. There's no d- Locoroco doesn't use a gyroscope though. Really? No, you oh. just use shoulder, shoulder buttons. buttons. Oh yeah, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really odd then. Yeah. yeah. They could make a new Locoroco with a gyroscope. They could. Well, I'd, I'd play that. Uh, going back to what I was saying, uh, I got a Wizorb. Okay. Now, Wizorb was a game I might have shown you a while ago on the Xbox Live uh, indie games. Okay. It was uh, very retro, how it looked. Oh, it, yeah, but it was very expensive, if I remember correctly, I right? Oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so it starts off like kind of like an RPG. You're in a town. It's been yeah. destroyed. And you play a wizard who, you know, you've got to fix the town back up again. And you do that by playing, uh, essentially, a Breakout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you turn into a little paddle and you have to bat a ball uh, back and forth, destroy enemies in boxes to progress to the next level. Yeah. Uh, you can also use magic and things, like you can fire a projectile, uh, fireball. You can, uh, one of the power-ups is like wind that can move your ball for you okay. in, in the direction you, you want it to yeah to move um and it's a great very endlessly playable game i mean the core gameplay mechanic is classic yeah uh and it's done very well presented very nicely have you got that on your vita yeah oh i'm gonna have to buy that now i think yeah i play it on my vita and it just looks beautiful on the screen uh very nice indeed i was playing it on the bus the other day and this guy sitting next to me couldn't take his eyes off it. Yeah. I, you know we can feel it, someone looking at what you're doing. Yeah. Just over your shoulder. For the whole bus journey, he was watching me. And I, I tell you, he was putting me off. Really? Because you really want, you know, do well. Yeah. And I, fe- I felt a lot of pressure. So every time I mucked up, he was thinking, oh, God, I could have done oh, that God, better. Probably. Oh, he's mucked up there again on that same bit. Oh. <laughs> but it's endlessly playable. Uh, great game. And... I think more affordable as a, a PlayStation Mini than as an Xbox Live indie game. It was very expensive as an Xbox Live mini, ga- in, mini indie game. Indie game. Indie game. It was like I'm sure it was like no. I think it was more. Than, I think it was like a thousand points or something. No, it was very expensive because I remember looking at it and going, "Wow, really?" Eight hundred points, maybe. Anyway, this was like. $3.99. Yeah, but this is back in the days that when we were looking at indie games on Xbox Live Arcade and they were like 80 points. I wonder what they are now. Because it's money now, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Maybe like three, four pound. Maybe they're about the same price as a 79p. Mini. Maybe. Who knows? Like we'll have to check that out. Yeah. And this isn't to say, obviously, that this game isn't worth that amount of points. Just at the time, it seemed a bit odd that it was getting an indie release and then it was charging that price tag. But, you know. I recommend uh, that you all go out and buy it. I will. I will <laughs> be purchasing it it's after this podcast. It's a perfect game to play on the go. There it is. Oh, don't put it in front of me. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, 8-bit aesthetic. It's a great-looking uh, game. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to put it back over there because otherwise I'm going to play it for the rest oh, of the podcast. Let's resume quest. No, let's not. Let's do the podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, um, moving on. So what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Yeah, what have you been playing? Well, um, those of you who may remember my drastic purchase of a Dreamcast, um, I've been playing a little bit of a game called Shenmue. Drastic purchase. Yeah, well, I kind of was just like, I want a Dreamcast! And then people on Twitter were like, yeah, get a Dreamcast! And then I I got a Dreamcast. I think, hopefully, I encouraged you to get a Dreamcast as well. You did. By telling you how good they are. Yeah, but I, I wanted to play Shenmue, and, I, and now I've played Shenmue, and I'm like, oh shit, why haven't I played Shenmue before? But you haven't played it since. Well, I haven't. You've come back. Yeah, I know. You said on last week's podcast you are going to play it. I said I was going to play it all day Friday, <laughs> and then I got asked to do stand-up again, and then I had to kind of focus on that because I'm doing it next Friday. So if I'm very down next Sunday's podcast, it's because I've bombed oh, and died on, on my ass on stage on Friday night. But... Yeah, what a great game. Yeah, what a unique game. Whoa. I've never played anything labor like of, it. A labour of love, it's obvious. It, it took seven years to make, man, and mm. like that time shows. It's a fantastic game, and like you can't even really pinpoint 
what it is about it. It just it has such a nice feeling. Atmosphere. And like my dad was in the other room because I was playing it in the dining room on the table. I'd set the TV up and stuff. And he goes, you, he goes, are you playing the game? Are you watching a film? Because it's that... Really? He said that? He said it's that cinematic to listen to, he said, mm. that he didn't realise that I dun, was interacting dun, with it at all. Dun, 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 oh, that, that score. Yeah. It's a very... It's just everything about it is great, yeah. isn't it? Like, to be honest, like I was kind of... Dreading the English voice acting after Isn't like some of your funny. It's okay. Like I've heard much worse. Isn't Rio so uh, deadpan though? He is on everything he says. <laughs> and Fuksan. Yeah. Ine San. Uh, Make sure you're home on time. Yeah, I got a scolding for coming in after my curfew. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. But uh, like to be honest, like the combat mechanic and stuff, I haven't really. I've learned two moves. I'm not very far into it. I'm still on the first disc. I've just learned about the three blades for those who've played it. And I was getting like the the combat tutorial kind of things, and they like quick time action, like quick succession presses to do these moves, mm. which are coming up on the little memory card screen as well, which look kind of cool. That it was. Written, oh yeah, I never yeah. played it with the visual memory unit in. Really? Because I had uh, a game memory card that I used oh, and didn't okay. have a screen. Yeah. But I have got the visual VMU. But I didn't realise it was any other kind. Like, because it says in the manual, like, it supports the VMU. And I was like, was there any other kind of memory card? Yeah, I don't know anything about Dreamcast. Just bought one. Leave me alone. Um, but no, it's a very good game. I'm very much looking forward to playing it. That's why I'm kind of begrudging to start any other games at the moment. Because I just want to get into Shenmue. Mm. Yeah, you. It does take a while. Yeah, because you have to wait for things to happen. Yeah, <laughs> like waiting for shops and stuff to happen. But like, that's really cool. Mm. Like the fact that this was implemented on a Dreamcast game and like all this. Like you've met the kitten. I have met Magumi in a kitten. Yes, I yeah. gave him you, sardines. You feed him different things every day. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it for a day though. I forgot on. The, I forgot the second day. There's certain things that you can miss. If you don't do them on certain days, like there's, yeah. a, there's an event where I think you go back to Rio's house and some of his friends are over there. Oh, okay. Which I've never seen. Yeah. Well, I've seen it online, but I never did it when my multiple playthroughs. That's the thing. It seems to have a lot of layers to it. And I yeah. think it's one of those games that you can play over and over again because it is, it's nothing like it. Like, honestly, I really, really like the game and I was kind of dreading it going, oh God, is it going to live up to these expectations that everyone's put but on you it? you can't compare it against anything else. You can't. That's the, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's, yeah, it's a really good, yeah, I heartily, honestly, I said it to a few people online once I posted the picture of me playing it and like, they were like, oh, well, I've always wanted to play that. Get a Dreamcast. Dreamcast costs £30. You can get a copy of Shenmue quite cheap as well. I think I paid like 20 quid for mine. Just get it. Just honestly, you owe it to yourself to play it. If you really like games, you should at least experience it once. It's a crime that it's not been re-released. No. Uh, and um, one of the modern formats is a downloadable. Well, one of my mates, Gav, said I'm waiting for like a HD re-release of Shenmue 1 and 2. And then my mate Ben responded, I'm still waiting for them to finish the bloody story. Yeah, <laughs> So uh, we all are, aren't we? And uh, that's why I'm kind of not that much in a rush to play it. Because I know like... I'm just going to be another one of these people online going, release Shenmue 3, give and him the rights. once you've played the end of Shenmue 2, yeah. you'll be like, this isn't right. You can't leave it here. Yeah. This is what Honestly, on the ending, it, it gives you. And yeah. things start to get a bit weird. Yeah. And you want the explanations. But they, they never come. Mm. That kind of sucks. But yeah, I've been playing that. Really look forward to playing more of it. And then I played a bit of Ease, another Falcon game. That I previously mm. mentioned, and I just kind of put it in the DS as something to talk about and play because, like I said, I played Disgaea and I didn't really like it that much. But I played Ease uh, Book One on the DS, the first one, just because it's such a. It's only a, I read on the Wikipedia page earlier. It's only Final Fantasy is the only Eastern RPG series that has more volumes than it. Mm. There's seven main games and there's loads of spin-offs and there's loads of remakes and stuff, much like the Final Fantasy series. But it's pretty good. Like, it seems like a solid game. It's a remade by Atlas, this one. Um, there is a version on the PSP which is based off of a 
because uh, Falcon just decided in the 2000s that they weren't going to do console releases anymore. And so any of the PSP Ease series games have been released by Xseed mm-hmm. on, and ported themselves onto the PSP based on the Windows versions of the games. But like I said, there is a PSP version which is based on the Windows release, but this one is completely redone from scratch based on the original TurboGrafx one from the 90s. It's a great name for a console, isn't it? TurboGrafx, yeah. Oh, when I play it just for the TurboGrafx. You do. With an X. I think you'd be... Well, actually, like... Apparently, it was pretty powerful, oh, right? Yeah. Just like yeah, on certainly. on par with the PS One, like but early nineties, but it was just really, really expensive. Not, I don't know much well, about the TurboGrafx. Three D. No, no, I know, mm. but it was a very powerful console, from what I understand. Anyways, yeah, yeah. It's like Symphony of the Night was made for it, right? I think. I, I don't know. I don't know that. I'm sure. I know there's a there's versions of like NES games for it, like Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu. Yeah. And the Turbo Graphics looks a heck of a lot nicer than it does on the NES, even though it's got a nice style. Uh, Actually, I think it may be Vampire's Kiss. Cause I, no, because uh, Symphony Night was released on Saturn, right, in Japan, alongside yes, the PS1. Yeah, okay, I'm confusing. I'm mixing my, I'm pretty sure. my knowledge. Sorry, people out there listening. Oh, you'd think if we would have done this early, I'd be more in the game. I'm in sorry. In the game, I like that. In the game. It's relevant. Get your head in the game, what we're talking Matthew about. Yeah, but you were lost on this game, weren't you? I was. I I literally had to go around the town and talk to every single person. That's how I progressed. Like, I, I started playing it, and, like, very nice anime introduction cutscene showing all these cool, crazy things going on, and then you wash up on a beach, and... Your red-headed protagonist is wakes up in a hospital bed and he's like, "Oh, he's hurt." Blah 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 blah. You've you've made it to this island mm. and no one can make it there because there's a big storm surrounding the island and it's been destroying ships and stuff. But you luckily made it through alive and all this kind of stuff. And you were the first person to do it in years. But there's monsters on this island and they kind of want you to be their savior. And it's a action RPG, um, which I. I'm rather fond of, you, you know, my love of Soul Blazer, Terra Enigma, and Illusion of Time. Well, Tom, it's because it's actually the E series was made by the same people. Even though they were working at Falcom at the time, it oh. was made by a man called, I've forgotten his name, Gary. Gary Barlow. <laughs> Gary Barlow made the E series. Yeah, he's a man of many talents. He is a man of many talents. Yeah, no, um, it's uh, it was developed by um the man who went off and started um Quintet, which is um Tomiyoshi Miyazaki. Uh, he's the guy behind the E series. He's also apparently the guy behind the Legend of Hero series. And he left Falcom in the nineties to go start his own company. Um, games responsible for Actors, A Soul Blazer, Illusion of Time, Terra Enigma, Grandstream Saga, and. It feels like yeah. an early version of those games, and that's why I quite liked it. I picked it up and I was like, oh, this is like Terra Enigma. And then I, I googled it, and lo and behold, it's the same guy. Even though this is a remake of that original game, the same feel of the aesthetic of the sprites and stuff is there. And it seemed kind of cool. And like I said, I had to talk to everyone because I didn't want to tell you because you were like, oh, you've been playing it for an hour, you haven't done anything. No, I got through most of the start bit and talked to everyone and asked loads of questions and stuff. And then I went out into the top of the field and I just got one-shotted by monsters because I couldn't do anything and died. Mm. And I was just like, ah. You need to talk to everybody. I needed to talk to absolutely everyone to get a sword. Oh, God. Yeah, and this is the kind of game Tom Parry would hate because I didn't realise that I had to talk to everyone. And admittedly, it does kind of set up the expectation of what the RPG is going to be about, a lot of exploration and this kind of stuff. But I needed to talk to absolutely everyone and then I got given a sword and then I could go out in the world. And then after I'd been given the sword, I was told, oh, you should go here. And then when I got to that town after killing a load of monsters on the way, they said, oh, well, you need to go here now, blah, 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 blah. So there is a coherent Mm. thread, a plot, but I think that's just kind of telling you, like, look, you'll need to talk to people. So maybe it's a a gameplay mechanic rather than bad gameplay design. It's trying to just educate you about the game and give you a bit of a learning curve and insight into it. And it does let you know a lot about like the mythology and stuff, and that's why I kind of I'm looking forward to playing it because it seems like a very deep game. And I mean, obviously, are you going to play it? I think so. Or are you going to wait till you've done like Radiant Historia? I I really want to sit down and play Radiant yeah. Historia. Like, 
I can't play it on a bus. Like I try to play it on the plane yeah. on the way over, and I just can't sit down and play it for like fifteen twenty minutes. It isn't. It demands time, which is kind of ironic because it's a game about time travel. But it, you need to sit down and play it, and it's one of those immersive games that I really want to just you know set aside an hour or two on a weekend or an evening and play. So. Mm. This may be my my new commute game because it seems like you can pick up and play it and you can oh, save everywhere. Ease. Yeah, ease. It's also got book two as well on the same pack. Book two is like ease two. Yeah, so they're called book one, book two, Wasn't book three. Wasn't ease book on the um, master system? It was. The, the first, first one, one was, yeah. Is that in book one? Book one is on oh. the master system, yeah. It was um, a port. It's also on the Famicom as well. It's on most of the systems at the time. But the Turbo Graphics is apparently the superior version. On the Master System one, apparently all the dungeons and stuff are completely flipped. It's okay. a bit weird. But I yeah, always remember Ease is standing out in the uh, little brochure you got with every Master System game, or, you know, or on the back of the box, I forget now, because it had this really um, detailed illustration of an anime girl with big blue flowing hair, and I thought yep. it was a really nice uh, bit of graphics. Mm-hmm. And it just stood out against all the other kind of generic-looking things. I really want to play the Master System version, actually. I may have to pick that up eventually. I've got one called uh, Guvelius or something. That's an RPG. Oh, okay. It's like Zelda. Yeah. That that had... Uh, did that have nice box art? It had a nice <laughs> uh, intro screen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Title screen. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I think that's everything I played. I played a lot of the, the Street Pass games, which I heartily recommend. If you still haven't bought them, go out and buy them. Yeah, yeah. If you've got more uh, Street Passes, it's great. Yeah, just go to Swansea or Cardiff. I got 10 in the morning, then I went to Starbucks to charge my phone. I went back out and I got another 10. Don't come to Viola. Don't come to Viola. Don't go to London. I had three in my entire yeah. time um, in Stansted the... and going through London. Was that Odenser? Yeah, Odenser. Odenser. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. I got I got pulled up on that by calling Odenser, and it's not Odenser. It's Odenser. Anyway, I think Claire got like seven or something there, and I didn't have my 3DS with me. Eight. 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 You show me pictures of street passes. I took pictures of them because I was amazed by how many I was getting. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. And that's Ten. where you can really uh, go to town on the uh, shooter one. You can, and the the last levels of that me th- me force me force is <laughs> really good. I I really enjoyed it. Eight, yeah. Just yeah. Apparently, there seems to be a lot of people in South Wales. A uh, uh, guy in um, the comic shop in Swansea, and if you live in Wales, you should go there and support the comic shop. It's a very nice place. Um, I was talking to Mark, one of the guys who works out, and he said he turned Nier on in his Vita. Mm. And he said there's like 30, 40 people, he said, within the vicinity of Swansea, like in the centre, who had Vitas. So that's good. That's nice. He also highly recommended Killzone Mercenaries, he says. It's a very, very good game. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Is it a first-person shooter or not? I have no idea, but he said the multiplayer is also very fun. He said you can play it locally and online. So he gave me his PSN thing, so I'm going to hit him up and maybe buy that soon. I don't really? know. You're going to buy a Killzone game? You're the one I'm who want to give away Killzone too. Yeah, I might do. I don't know. Uh, seems I like thought you're not going to buy anything. No, this is what I was <laughs> going to say. You, I said expecting? soon, soon. But, yeah. but not within the next month. Not within the next month. No, I'm throwing... In the towel on buying games, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the man well, who was just going to happen to our board section. Well, I'm just going to play loads of stuff, <laughs> and I'm I'm going to also buy Pokemon. That that is the one title I will be buying this Which month. Which one are you going to buy, X or Y? I have no clue. Honestly, I haven't done my research. I know that I get the starter Pokemon, and then I also get a classic starter Pokemon. Yeah, that's so I'm Tom going to have Charmander again. The, I don't yeah. care about the other starter Pokemon. He's going to go in a box. So I'm going to have Charizard. Yay. And then I'm going to get a mega Charizard. He's going to go in a box. One of these fantastic new starting Pokemon. I don't like the new starting Pokemon. <laughs> I think they are crap. I don't like any starting Pokemon since Silver and Gold. Cyndaquil all the way, boy. Um, Cyndaquil? Yeah. Mm. I, I, always, I, always, I always pick the fire starter. Oh, you're Actually, a twisted fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Um... I'll be picking up Pokemon, but I've just kind of decided with the the next gen of consoles coming out, 
next month that if I am going to put the money down for a PS4, then I'm not going to spend any money on anything this month. You think you're still going to buy a PS4? I am going to buy a PS4. I'm kind of in an hour about it, though, to be honest with you. Purely because I've looked at the release date and I've looked at the games coming out. Mm. And I can get Watch Dogs on a, cor- a current-gen console. I can also get it on my Wii U, which I may do just to support the Wii U. But Oh, yes, but you really want to play it with... Uh... I do want to stellar graphics. I do want to play with the stellar graphics, but is it worth buying a console for? That is the question. It's essentially futuristic Assassin's Creed, from what I've seen of it. And as yeah, you so might I'm not like, even like it. This is the thing. Like after Assassin's Creed Three, I'm kind of not sure. And I've heard Knack's not very good. Like, <gasps> yeah, I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, um, like uh, Giant Bomb and stuff. And fortunately, some of the Blast Process crew have been at Eurogamer mm. this weekend. That's right. And hopefully they will have played some titles and they can maybe let us know on Blast Process Podcast and let us know how it goes. But if you had Knack's not very good and that was the only title I was going to pick up at launch as well as Watch Dogs. So now I'm just kind of like, well, is it really worth just rushing in and getting one? Probably will. Like, it's me we're talking about. I probably will still buy it at launch. But I'm there's doubt there now. I know I'm not going to get an Xbox One because the only game I want on that is Titanfall. I would I'd pick up Dead Rising just because it would be out, but at the same time I'm like, I don't even need to play Dead Rising. I think I'm more excited about the Xbox One. Really? Shock horror, Tom Uh, Parry. Yeah, Dead Rising three, which will eventually the Dragon game, the Dragon game, which will probably also be eventually released on the PS4. As well, probably Dead Rising. They'll probably release a version version. West again and yeah, re-release no. it on the PS4. Before I decide, I'd like to try out the PS4 controller. I think I prefer the Xbox controller to the PlayStation 3 controller. I've heard the Xbox and uh, the PlayStation 4 controller is supposed to be very, very yeah. nice. Yeah, I've heard it's going to be good, the PS4 controller, and I'm, I'm very eager to try it. Uh, but I've been playing, I've talked about what I've played this this last week, and yeah. I've been playing a lot of Dead or Alive 5 Ultimate. You have? Now, I've been playing that a lot on the Xbox, and when I had the original Dead or Alive 5 on the PS3... We did play it quite a bit. Played it a little bit. I haven't played it half as much as I've played this one. I'm really actually kind of glad you've gotten into it, because I got that fight stick, yeah. and I really want to get some use out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic game and why wasn't i playing five i don't know i really enjoyed it like well, I, I, if I, I had it because you had it for ps3 if i would have been on board with the xbox version then i would have yeah i would have practiced but i was like well i couldn't play dead or Alive four but i'm not gonna get the same practice out of con- the same controller and stuff so i didn't play it that much yeah um but I th- i'm putting it down maybe to the controller really and the feel of playing it on the Xbox controller. Okay. Is preferable to me to playing it on the PlayStation controller. You're saying that the Xbox 360 is better for fighting games on the that pad than the PS3. I'm not talking... Are you throwing out a very, very controversial... Wait. <laughs> I'm not talking about 2D fighting games. We're talking about Dead or Alive and Soul Calibur. Yeah. So you're in the 3D. It's better. Oh, well, yeah, I guess it would be. Because, I mean, you don't have to use a D-pad. I do always use a D-pad. Really? Because I'm not doing quarter circles, am I, in 3D fighters? That's the whole argument against the Xbox controller for fighters. I mean, the PlayStation controller is much better. Yeah. Still not great. No, no, I know. The Hori uh, pad's really good on the PS3. Yeah. Remember? Are we all in the agreement? Pad. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say. Are we all in agreement that the, the Super Nintendo controller has still got the best D-pad? I don't know about that. I think the Saturn has got the best D-pad. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, the Saturn's got a nice D-pad. Yeah. That was the only thing that hurt me about Shenmue. <laughs> Going back to that, playing it with a D-pad. There's an analog stick. Let me bloody walk around with an analog stick. My only oh, thing. Yeah. But I learned to like the D-pad. It's okay. You forget about it. And we were having a discussion, actually. We were about the Dreamcast trailer, weren't we? Weren't we, the other day? Yeah. And you are saying, aesthetically, you don't like it. Aesthetically, I think it looks awful. Like, holding it in my hand and playing with it is okay. But, yeah. like... Isn't it weird it how the um, the wire it comes out of the bottom and have to hook right up to the top because really of the VMU thing? Yeah, I really didn't like that <laughs> when I first picked it up. I was just like, what the? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's very comfy and obviously uh, very similar to the Xbox pad. Yeah. What you, would eventually You kind of said that and I was kind of like, oh, but it yeah. is. But it is. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. In fact, they just copied it. Even the X, Y, A and B buttons are the same. Yeah. Place. Yeah. You know, the, the name the same. I bet Microsoft just probably looked at it after the demise of the Dreamcast and like, well, they're not I using it. I think there was, must have been a l- something going on between Sega and Microsoft at that time. Do you Because reckon? a lot of the games which were scheduled to be released on Dreamcast came out on Xbox, like Gun Valkyrie, yeah. uh, Crazy Taxi 3, uh, Panzer Dragoon Auto, you know, all these That's true, yeah. Games. Maybe you're right there. Maybe there was like a, a Philips Nintendo kind of thing going on between Microsoft and Sega. I think Sega saw the Xbox as the next console they would develop for. Yeah. Because it was closest in line to Sega's brand identity, maybe? Possibly. They, they weren't ready to jump in the bed with Sony after Sony screwed them over so many times. And I mean, you know, so many harsh words said between Sega and Nintendo, I guess, back then. It was, you know, they were still mm. seeing them as rivals. Mm. But yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like they thought that was a spiritual successor to drink uh, a Togi, I think, if you yeah. ever played them games third person action games uh they were i think they were scheduled to be on the, the dreamcast as well there was That's a lot yeah although then 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 say you kind of gave sonic to nintendo yeah pretty much <laughs> because he fit in yeah. with it i guess <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate really when you look at it like i always wanted to do i wanted to do start a web comic after e3 this year of just like capcom walking past like nintendo being a in- crying child I'm just looking up, but I'm a really sad eyes. And then in a Toy Story three moment, giving the Mega Man and going, "Go on, we're not gonna, <laughs> u- we're not gonna play with it anymore. You take it." <laughs> but, That's nice. Yeah. yeah. What else have I been on this week? What uh, have you been playing? Uh, you said you've been playing a lot. I have. I play Wizorb quite a lot, which yeah. we've already touched on I really in this get show. Uh, Motorstorm RC. I've been playing that. That came as one of the ten free games with my PS Vita. Uh, really good on the PS3. Uh, PS Vita is still good, but it took me a while to get used to the uh, al- alternate control method where you accelerate using the stick. Okay. And you, you direct with the left stick and you accelerate with the right stick. Right. Instead of press holding the down the button, button to accelerate. Yeah. Which gets a bit confusing because you feel like you should, should be, moving, be that moving that stick as well. In a different yeah. But I think it's actually analog acceleration ah, on the stick. So okay. that if you push it forward a little bit, then you go slower, push it forward. Road. I think that's why they've done Maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah, so you've got more control over the uh, vehicle. It's a little bit confusing at first. Yeah. It's nice to have it on the uh, Vita, though. It's a, it's a perfect kind of portable game. Yeah. Uh, also, Forza Horizon was playing some of that this morning. Yeah. That's great fun. I love the idea of you know driving around this uh, beautiful landscape and then in this festival atmosphere, and you hear on the radio, you get this reputation. The more races you win, the more like, oh, this unseen... Uh, unknown driver you know he's yeah. coming out here and winning all these races and then they interview other racers and say what they think of you as a driver and yeah that's cool yeah it's really quite nice uh re- really quite and the soundtrack's good too uh well uh sonic adventure 2 <laughs> really <laughs> the ongoing saga of playing sonic adventure 2 uh w- i think most saturday mornings first thing i do is Play a bit of Sonic Play a bit of that. And I'm, I'm quite far gone now with the uh, dark side uh, story. Yeah. Uh, I'm up to uh, Egg Golem boss. Egg okay. Golem, sorry. Uh, it's Robotnik fighting the big uh, yeah, stone yeah, I remember. thing. I'm up to there. And I think there's only a few more missions left. And then you get to do the, the big final And then level. the final yeah. one with all the characters. Uh, yeah, still, I like that game. Apart from, as I keep saying, every time I mention on the podcast... How when I reach uh, Knuckles or Rouge level, I you stop playing. Oh, <laughs> so I persevere with it. But what's the, what what? Oh, I've noticed actually they've snuck Big the Cat into the game in the background. I know really? he keeps popping up. If if you look closely in the background, sometimes he'll be there. They've been. I think they might have introduced him on every level. I'm not sure. Really, he's certainly in there in at least two of the. Actually, I've only seen him in the Robotnik Eggman levels. Yeah. Uh, in just in the background. <laughs> Hanging out with his fishing rod. Yeah. Yeah. So he is, isn't there? Crafty. Froggy! That's my big the cat impression. Great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Sonic uh, Lost uh, World, is it? Yeah, it looks pretty good for the Wii U. The more I see of it, the more excited I get. And the more I think I might even pick it up, even though I don't have a Wii U yet. No, that's good. Yeah. 
We'll give it a go. Yeah. We'll let you know how we it's think. Sonic, you know, I get very excited about new Sonic I know you games. do. I wish I got that excited <laughs> about new Mario games. Oh, you should. I should. You've not played Luigi U yet, have you? I've not. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to go back to my Super Mario Super Challenge, I think, and start playing Super Mario 3. Mm. This week I completed two when I was back in the UK on the Game Boy Advance. But I'm not going to talk about that because I'm going to write a blog post about it. Oh, na, 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 na. that's exciting. Yeah. Um, hey, what do you think of the Valve Steam controller? Looked okay. I, it's got no sticks. Yeah, but what is it for? Is it for this Steam box that they've been yeah, I think talking so. about? Because like I saw it on Friday and obviously being in the UK and stuff and not having really a lot of time to do stuff, I hadn't really kept up on gaming news and then I saw it on the That's like the big Facebook. gaming news last week, I think. Yeah, but like, it's just a controller. I'm like, But it's got no sticks. Has it got like touch pads in those grooves? That's what it looks like. I've read very little about it. Yeah, But okay. I just saw it Great. and I thought I'd mention it on the show. <laughs> so if you know about the Steam controller, answers on a postcard. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but it looked like two speakers and I was just kind of like, oh, that looks a bit odd. And then... Tried to read up about it because I was I was like, is this for the Steam Box? Is this for because they released? Yeah, they said they're going to do the Steam OS. Hmm. So like, they're so unhappy with Microsoft that they just like, well, we made our own OS based off of Linux just for gaming. Hmm. Which is an intriguing prospect, which means that I can buy a laptop and then just get Windows Eight off it straight away. But I won't. Again. Much like early adopting a console, you never really want to be the person to early adopt an OS because there'll be loads of firmware leaks and all mm. this kind of crap in it, first of all. But it sounds like a good possibility for the future of gaming, at least, you know? Like, it's nothing really to get excited about. It's just like, yeah, okay, new way to run my games. But how many games will support it? What else will support it? You know, it's always that dark waters when you release a new OS. Yeah, we'll see. Right, I just Someone thought I mentioned that as a sort of news. Yeah, but they haven't. Not that it wasn't very well. Uh, yeah, but they <laughs> haven't. Yeah, they haven't covered the the Steam box yet, though. They haven't revealed it, right? No, no, no not that I know of. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I haven't really. I'm guessing some stuff's been revealed at Eurogamer, but I didn't want to look it up because I want to chat to people who actually were at Eurogamer. I was going to pop by on Thursday. Um, see our good friend, the Retro Hunter who's on um, Retro Asylum Podcast, but I sprained my ankle. And by the time I got to London, after sitting down for three and a half hours, my legs were very sore. And the idea of walking around a big convention centre with a case was kind of like, oh, screw it, I'm not going to do that. So do you have time to do that? I had like two or three time. hours spare. I yeah. could have jumped like Paddington to Will's Court. It's not very far. But you had your case. I had my case and stuff. I looked in Paddington to see if there was like a... Anywhere I could store my case, but I couldn't see any like lockers or whatever. So, oh well, maybe next time. Uh, Mike wrote small posts about some of the things he saw there. He, he noted that the queue for Titanfall was very long. I bet it was. <laughs> a Battlefield 4 queue was apparently very long as well. Like you were given a set time, like you had to queue and stuff yeah. for it. But he mentioned the uh, is it Yaiba Ninja Gaiden? Yeah, the new. Zed? Yeah, the zombie the, one. The zombie one. He mentioned that looked good. He actually mentioned a couple of zombie games. I forget the second one. Yeah. Uh, but there's more to come from Blast Process. Yeah, on from your gamer. Your gamer. We'll Keep cover your it. Eyes peeled. And your ears peeled, perhaps. And yes, uh, blastprocess.com, where you can find this podcast also. You can. You can also find us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. You can tweet at us at TMACast on the old Twitter webs. And um, if you don't already, please like and subscribe and rate and do all of these other things and just go, hey, I, I know a really nice gaming podcast, my gaming friend. Maybe you should listen to it. It's called Tom and Matt Attack. I think That'd if be you much like games, there's a good chance you'll like this podcast. I think so. Well, like, uh, we had quite a few listeners and they kind of just describe it as like almost being done the pub and the conversation you'll have done the yeah. pub about games if you like playing. rpgs and especially well oh, yeah i'll be talking about them for a, a, a good month i think so if you don't like rpgs oh uh, but I'm here. yeah tom's here tom will be playing sonic adventures it's all right nice yeah, okay. That kind of brings uh, well, that us to, the, the brings us to the conclusion of it, yeah. Um, Thank you all for listening and um, sticking with us. As always. Uh, this is podcast 25. It's a milestone, really, Yay. isn't it? Yay! 
It is. Yeah. 25. Yeah. 25. 25 weeks on the old podcast. Almost half a year's worth of podcasting, wow. Thomas Parry. We've kept it up. We have, every week. I'm always surprised at this. We, yeah. We do it. Yeah. Without fail. You know me. Like, when, uh, when I say something, yeah, try, the try and stick you. to it. You know, I stick to it as well. Yeah. Right, it's great. Good. Enjoy doing it. Yeah, I hope you enjoy listening. <laughs> Until next week. That sounds like a threat. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Me and Tom are going to go fight Thank about this Thank you for now. your support. Yeah, okay. Until next week, game on. Game on. Bye. Bye.